I'm here with Dr. Terry Hertog, and he's one of the great trainers and educators of all the physicians who are interested in anti-aging. I know you have a university, a medical school, and you're training doctors. Um, I think you're one of the most popular speakers over the years and likewise I think I've learned so much from you. Uh, Dr. Hertog, what is the latest? I know you've been doing some really advanced things with protein peptides and various hormones, um, even some, some work with um, the skin and rejuvenation as well. So can you just give me the most current update for you? What is the most important? And we'll start with well, that. The updates are not necessarily the skin is that um, um, I, I work a lot with a hormone called thymosin alpha-1. Okay. And uh, thymosin alpha-1 is a hormone when you take it, it stimulates your immune system, it decreases the allergies, uh, you're really better with it. And uh, the advantage is that you don't get any infection anymore. So uh, wow. you have a persistent herpes, it goes away, a persistent acne, it goes away. Uh, you have a Lyme disease, 80% decrease in a few months, which is enormous compared to the other type of therapies. Um, I, I go, um, I, I come from the United States uh, giving a seminar in Miami, for example, and um, I, I came home, it was middle of the winter, it was extremely cold, I went swimming in the cold swimming pool, I went uh, jogging for an hour, and it was stormy weather, I wasn't dressed uh, uh, sufficiently, I didn't get any cold, and I even worked mm. in the same day in the meadow, for example, uh, because I, um, I'm treating a horse and then I need to look at the horse and I wor worked on my computer during an hour and I wasn't dressed very much because when you come from Miami and you go in the winter of Europe it's a much different climate and I didn't get a, a cold and this is typical so since a year and a half almost two years I didn't get any infection whatever wow. I, I can get maybe one or two hours with it um, but um, of a cold for example beginning of cold but this disappears you don't need to do anything it just disappears never takes longer than that and and I have that also seen in that in patients, patients who were had infections. Whatever you do, it didn't work. It goes away. So, uh, one of my great enthusiasm is this thymosin alpha one that I think many people would uh, benefit. At. Even in cancer patients, I give it. It seems to, uh, in studies at least, to um, make them uh, live two or three times longer than they would expect if they're terminal cancer. Yes. Uh, so, so it's quite a, a good treatment. It it doesn't give any. Uh, bad effects uh, and it's a, a hormone that is made in the body so I think uh, actually it's a hormone or peptide uh, it's between the two uh, I think it's very very good um, uh, treatment what about vasopressin for the skin and a profile like I have because I have also low yes. aldosterone I um, think you need a little bit more or a little vasopressin <laughs> Uh-huh, that's why <laughs> I brought it up. Indeed, uh, uh, your eyes are a little bit sunken. Yes. There are little lines on like your... Like my grandfather. Uh, your, um, uh, you have wrinkles that are sharper. That's dehydration. Yes. And uh, with age, our skin gets a lot of little tiny skin folds. It's not smooth anymore. And that's basically a lack of uh, vasopressin. It's a hormone that keeps water in the body. Hold the water uh, in the More than the any other hormone uh, much more and so basically it's, it's really something we need and uh, it's very easy to treat you take um, uh, a tablet uh, a quarter of a tablet a half a tablet a full tablet in the morning or in the evening and in the evening and, and then you don't have to go to the toilet too often at night you don't have to go too often at toilets uh, during the day because basically you keep the water in the body so of it's the really aldosterone it's, right it's something uh, I think now it's not aldosterone it's vasopressin vasopressin okay. uh, aldosterone is another hormone that retains water that has 
have similar effects, but during the day, not during nighttime. And um, um, so, so it depends on where you lose or you tend to lose more fluid. And uh, if you have to go to the bathroom uh, more than once uh, at night, you probably are uh, vasopressin deficient with the deficiency also of memory. You get memory loss with it. You hit it right on that uh, <laughs> the frequent urination. I drink a glass of water and it goes right through me uh, almost well, instantly. Yes. So you, you certainly need that hormone. Um, most people, when they age, they need to take it and it's a good thing to take it. You will uh, see the effect within 12 hours. Um, okay. Uh, can you use it transdermally as well in an in a oil uh, delivery form uh, on the uh, skin? No, uh, vasopressin is a peptide. Okay. So if you want to put it on the skin, it has to be um, in um, hydrogel. That's a water-soluble okay. uh, gel. But um, uh, it, it will probably not penetrate to the skin. Although there are some studies that with peptides, even like IGF-1, you put them locally, you get hair back. Uh, scalp here on the back and, and so it, it does have an effect so I suppose there's some absorption but not as much as fat soluble uh, hormones like testosterone or sex hormones can have when you put on the skin uh, in a cream in an oily solution there it is well much better absorbed while you mentioned the hair loss um, give me kind of an overview of the things that will help build up that uh, thick healthy hair as you mentioned for your uh, your wife how impressed she is that your hair grew back and thicker yes. and was getting a little thin at one point so uh, the basic treatment in men if yes. it's for male pattern baldness it but it's equally accurate in women about the same treatment is that they need to take testosterone but testosterone converts to another hormone called dehydrotestosterone, which that is the hormone that makes you lose hair. Testosterone rather would thicken the hair and make it better. So basically uh, what I did um, uh, years ago is that I took testosterone um, on me and I took uh, um, a progesterone derivative called finasteride. Finasteride is a progesterone derivative which actually blocks the conversion of testosterone to dehydrotestosterone and it's a very unsafe molecule if you take it without testosterone so you you, you because it gives them genital atrophy and of course I don't think that you or me want to have genital atrophy or anybody anyway so um, you it, the dose of finasteride that I take is two to two and a half milligrams per day plus uh, a testosterone like 100 milligrams transdermal and and that's basically what brought my hair back because I was losing hair here, I had a hair recession and now I don't have it anymore. Uh, so, uh, and that's already um, uh, 20 years ago. So I'm still taking the finasteride, I'm still taking the testosterone. Now uh, I have some patients where it's um, more difficult to come back and in those patients we put it locally. So we put the same products locally, testosterone, finasteride and then some other blockers of dehydrotestosterone, spironolactone and um, one other is uh, then minoxidil, which is a classical one that is used. And basically, uh, they, they do very well with the hair. Wow. So with that, um, could some people have uh, thyroid imbalances that would also contribute to hair loss? Is that uh, one of the probable causes? And uh, you mentioned growth hormone. Does growth hormone play yeah. a role or any of the protein peptides? Yeah. There's, um, of course, if we go further, um, the thyroid hormones are the main hormones to stimulate uh, the hair growth. And uh, when you have a lot of hair, it means that most of your hair is growing. It's uh, called an anagen phase. And thyroid hormones are the major stimulators of the uh, 
putting the um, the hair follicles in the anagen phase, the growing phase. Uh, so, um, and also what this um, thyroid does is that they tend to stimulate the conversion of testosterone, not to dehydrotestosterone, but to estradiol, to the female hormone, which is actually good for the hair. So maybe not good for other things, but basically it will have a positive effect on male pattern baldness, it will decrease it, but it will not cure it. What I was talking first might will cure normally the uh, the male pattern baldness. Now, growth hormone itself, it's more IGF-1, which is important for the hair. And uh, there's a study, for example, that shows you when we put IGF-1 uh, on your hair, just on your hair, in a solution, you have male pattern baldness uh, recessing, and you get again new hair growth. And um, but what my experience personal experience with IGF-1, it's a hormone, one of the m many hormones I take, is that IGF-1 thickened my hair, it, it not doubled, it doubled my hair after a month or two, but it tripled the volume of my hair within a year. So IGF-1 is really a thing that I needed and that reverses the atrophy and uh, you will uh, get much thicker hair with IGF-1 and there exist solutions where we have in Europe, even in the pharmacy, where they put IG, uh, this IGF-1 on the hair to put. Doctor Hertog, I'm intrigued. Uh, go down the full list of actual hormones you take and the purpose for those. Yes, well, there may be too many hormones to talk about, but I can give some of yeah, the hormones brief, I take. Brief, uh, uh, I take since very long, since age of four years, thyroid hormones. So I'm on this treatment. It's basic. That's why I don't have uh, cold hands uh, or cold nose. It's uh, I get warm enough, and it makes you also smarter. Uh, so basically, uh, it makes you wake up with full of energy in the morning. So thyroid hormones is, is very good. It also improves your mood. So this I take since very long. I, at the age of um, 22, 24, I started taking adrenal hormones, hydrocortisone, and uh, that's the taboo hormone everybody's afraid of, but essential. Without this hormone, we're all dead within 24 hours, so we need it. And when we have a deficiency, we suffer. We suffer much more. It's an anti-suffering hormone. So if you don't have it, you are uh, having problems all the time, and you are not resistant to stress. So I have a lot of punch, uh, thanks to this hormone. I also take DHEA, which is um, took at age 30, 31, uh, which uh, blocks any bad effects of the hydrocortisone. So I'm safe with that one. And I take a relatively good amount of 40 milligrams. And uh, I started around age 31 to take testosterone. Unfortunately, I started with synth synthetic derivatives, so it didn't have the same efficacy as testosterone. But age 40, I started the real thing. And I can tell you, I fell more in love with my wife. Uh, I was um, a little bit driving quicker with it a little bit very much more so I got a lot of fines of problems with the police and uh, but basically I was happy to to take the more natural one that that really uh, made me convinced that bidental hormones are psychologically at least much better and I taking growth hormone since the age of 39 melatonin since the age of 39 uh, I take um, probably uh, I think uh, Pregnenolone uh, I take since the age of 45, and so on. And every year, I, I, of, or every year, there was almost one hormone more. So about relaxing. For the moment, I'm relaxing. Um, I'm taking it for the moment, uh, but I, I take it ups and downs because the supply is very small. So relaxing, I started about four years ago, but uh, I didn't take often because of the difficulty to get it. But it's going to be um, within six months. Well, you'll have it much easier. I just uh, heard the good news, 
and uh, I'm taking IGF-1 also since the age of uh, 54, I believe. Uh, and, and there's vasopressin or desmopressin, it's synthetic derivative since the age of 55. So there's many hormones, but this is how the body is balanced. It is much safer to do so. What is absolutely unsafe is just take one or two hormones. You generally imbalance the system. We are built on hormones and we need those. And actually hormones is a very bad name because um, uh, it's um, it doesn't say what it is. It's amino acid based molecules or fats based molecules. And you have a lot of different ones. And there's not so much difference between an amino acid and the amino acid based molecules is just the longer molecules and certainly not in safety safety are they're very great safety of course if you don't overdose that's the what has to be done Dr. Hertog, uh, in the lifestyle medicine arena, uh, they point to studies showing high IGF levels related to a higher incidence of cancer. So they're cautioning people from uh, taking uh, something yeah. like IGF. That Can you please address only, that? Yes, this, the, uh, uh, studies that show a high IGF-1 linked with more cancer are only for breast cancer, okay? And in uh, breast cancer, um, it is shown that uh, tumors are have very low receptors for IGF-1, so it's not it's a um, IGF-1 resistance. So it's uh, unlikely that the IGF-1 is stimulating. And also, it has been shown that the woman with breast cancer, if they have breast cancer with a high IGF-1, they are uh, much more protected. They have uh, less dangerous cancer, less metastasis, less. Um, invasion, less lymph node invasion. Uh, so basically it's a more uh, benign form of cancer, if you can call it benign, and it's, uh, it, it's more curable by surgery. Um, so, so basically, for uh, many other cancers like um, cervix cancer or, or glioma or rectal cancer, you, it's generally the low IGF-1 who it gets more problems of uh, is linked to more cancer. So um, I, I think it's always the same. We have to give the right dose, not in excess. Then you're in a safer category. You just correct what you're missing compared to that, what you had at age 20 or 25. What are your favorite herbs? And herbs, apparently, with the phytochemicals and polyphenols, tend to modify or improve the action of hormones to go through their proper pathways, such as phase one, phase two, phase three, in estrogen dominance. Yes, Tell you're, me a little you're bit about that. Talking about dim and uh, indole yes. bicarbinol and things like that. So, it is true that you have some good um, plant extracts or herbs that are basically can improve metabolism uh, from uh, they, they generally don't decrease the female hormone levels which is also important to do but they do improve the metabolization for cancer but the problem is in my experience at least is that it doesn't decrease sufficiently the estradiol and one of the problems we have is that um, when we give testosterone the female hormones increase in men because it's a precursor so we all we still need to give progesterone or to give uh, a synthetic uh, anastrozole or a, um, estrogen blocker production uh, but I think it's certainly very good to have those herbals they're also herbals that mimic the effects of uh, male hormones like maca and sin and they do have efficacy it's not a bad treatment but it might be just doing 20% of 25% of the job of replacing the hormones you still need the hormone with that 
And Dr. Herzog, it could be too that uh, turmeric, along with cypress and uh, asparagus, have uh, been shown to reduce estradiol. Uh, Dr. Chi uh, has seen this with his endocrinological background. Uh, I've observed it in before-after studies in people. Um, probably partly with the liver detoxification of turmeric, its anti-inflammatory right. uh, processes. Have you seen anything with the probability? Do you like turmeric uh, as, a, as an herb? Um, no, because my experience is not your large experience in herbs. So I think uh, I have more to rely on what you say okay. uh, because it's difficult to know everything. And uh, uh, you need people like you who are nutritionists who are, uh, have more knowledge about herbs. And I, I certainly think that it's certainly a, a good direction to go into and, and it certainly helps. It's only that if you really are very hormone deficient, you still need the hormone. But for metabolization and for some help, I think it's certainly a, a true that some herbs will work and but they'll have to go to your consultation then <laughs> <laughs> so for a 61 year old which I am to uh, maintain a, a growth hormone level of uh, 350 uh, uh, also to look at uh, protein peptides uh, at times uh, in the past but possibly you've uh, uh, considered the probability that some of the uh, protein peptides can absorb um, uh, nasally, orally, um, yeah. with the proper delivery system. Is there some research that that might be the case? Yeah, well, I discussed with a pharmacist this morning about that, and there's some um, iniquity in that sense that some peptides like oxytocin seem to be very well absorbed. And uh, whatever the, the way you give it, um, well, other peptides like desmopressin is still well absorbed, but you need to give orally 10 times the dose you give intranasally and 20 yeah. times the dose you inject. Wow. So, so basically, and, and, and so, so I'm not so knowledgeable. I know what happens, but I don't know how to improve that actually, because it would be so much easier that we could take everything uh, orally or intranasally than to have to inject because many of the peptides you're talking probably like folistatin um, and um, uh, the tamazine beta-4 for example have to be injected for the moment and it would be uh, easier that we find other modes of administration. Uh, we're both a fan of sexual health and sexual intimacy and love. Please uh, talk a little bit about PT-141 for both uh, male and female enhancement probably uh, and address something uh, about oxytocin and some of your other favorite uh, hormones or peptides that you feel will improve the quality and the intensity of the orgasm and the, uh, you know, the loving feelings that... Uh, yes. Uh, well, let's not forget that when you present something, you want something cutting edge and new. So yes. what you're talking already has been talked about. We'll talk about it. Okay. But I'll just say you that, for example, um, I'm taking folistatin. And, um, and folistatin has also a particularity is that it does block FSH. That means that it blocks testicular uh, spermatogenesis but it has some very thing is that it uh, without exercise it firms your body all over and even it gives a rejuvenation of your genitals so basically um, you're where um, coming new molecules on the market which are actually old molecules because they exist in our body um, and they always exist in human species and actually these hormones are are, are, are stronger than the previous one like Grotemon HF1 to make the body firm and even to make the genital area firmer. So so folistatin is probably a hormone to remember uh, but certainly not to overdose because otherwise it blocks uh, sperm. How often do you use it? Well, folistatin is normally uh, taken uh, now by bodybuilders. They take it 10 days uh, 
uh, amount. I take it every day in smaller amounts. Oh. I prefer uh, that sort of efficacy because that's how it should be normally. Uh, it's, um, I, I'm not the overdose. The one who wants to overdose, I want to take the dose that cracks. And, and so this hormone, I think, is very interesting. Um, um, because it, it also gives a physical appearance that is improved sexually. Um, on the, because also your body looks more um, sexual in the sense that you're more athletic, more male looking and a woman more female looking. So that's certainly a, a new information that is interesting to remember. Then um, you're talking of about the PT-141, which has another Before name. Before you go into that, the yep. folostatin, did you say it actually uh, tends to inhibit estrogen uh, to a degree? Or you said if you take too much? Uh, well, uh, very strangely, it, it blocks the pituitary hormone that stimulates secretion of estradiol uh, and, and of spermatogenesis, FSH. Uh, but I didn't see that it was so efficient for uh, blocking uh, estradiol, so there could be other sources of estradiol uh, that uh, 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 other products like uh, that increase the estradiol than the just the FSH stimulation. Now, going back to the PT-141, um, the derivative of MSH, it's, it's uh, called also bremenaltide. Um, it has half of the darkening effect than the other MSH molecules so that's an advantage if you don't want to be too dark because many people who like to enjoy uh, the MSH derivatives for improving the sexuality because it's stronger than testosterone to increase erections and but also for female sexuality is can drive women wild actually uh, this hormone so it's very, very potent and um, so it, it can take be taken intranasally and uh, the, so the advantage is that you have much less skin darkening effects which some people don't want and less pigmentation spots that you may have in some people who are adrenal deficient you get they, they get pigmentation spots with those things but the problem is that it may increase blood pressure so you may not give it in people who have a tendency to high blood pressure if they have, then you have to go to the one that's darkens the skin more, Menantan 2, uh, which is um, the lowers the blood pressure. So, depending on a slight switch in molecule, because they're very similar, uh, it increases or lowers the blood pressure. So, um, uh, I think these products are uh, very good products. I think they are safe. Uh, I, I do think you uh, you cannot overdose because you are often very um, um, uh, too dark with skin and, and you don't need more anyway because it's very potent at very small doses. Uh, what I do is I propose my patients three times a month who are needed for sexuality uh, uh, to take uh, an increased amount. So they take an extremely small amount, that is 100 of vial per month, or uh, per, per 10 days, uh, and they take then uh, something like 120th of the vial uh, every uh, 10 days, and when they have a romantic uh, three days, because during three days it gives an improved uh, function. That's with me melatonin 2. Yeah, but that's also with bremelatide, you could do it also, you can also be injected. Um, are there any other um, combinations of herbs or supplements uh, or protein peptides or hormones that you feel contribute to the quality of uh, sexual health? Um, there, are, there are so many. So <laughs> there are really so many. Uh, growth hormone increases the um, uh, the duration 
and the volume of the erections, uh, the oxytocin improves orgasm and increased orgasm intensity. You get much more pleasure from sex. Uh, the the testosterone makes more frequency of erections and makes women really wanting to have sex. So it has effects on on both. Uh, and and I prefer um, giving to women who really have severe problems of. Um, uh, the sexuality they, they don't feel sexual enough they don't have any desire prefer to go to intramuscular injections they do much better the, these women become extremely determined uh, in the professional life but also sexually uh, very very demanding and, and they like it uh, so uh, there are really uh, quite a lot of hormones that can contribute but those are let's say the, the major ones but you have also nutrients like carnitine uh, in double blind placebo control studies which is the standard in scientific studies carnitine has been shown to have better uh, erectile uh, uh, stimulation or erection stimulation than testosterone wow so let's address the issue of a depressed immune system uh, you mentioned uh, the uh, thy thymosine yeah uh, the uh, cancer issue what what should we do with cancer what hormones would you want to modulate or improve in the battle against cancer in combination with a healthy diet and exercise well a cancer patients um, starts dying when he loses weight and he loses muscle mass yeah. mainly so you need to be sure that you give the hormones that can stimulate the muscles and stimulate appetite and things like that so basically cancer patients need to have male hormones if it's women uh, men and but also even women they need to have um, growth hormone or IGF-1 uh, but in small quantities and uh, maybe even some insulin if they lose a lot of weight so there's a uh, studies that show that these patients do better if they have cachexisma which is a sort of uh, extreme loss of weight uh, so that's very important. Now, what I, I do is I automatically give thymosin alpha-1. And even thymosin, um, not so much thymosin beta-4, because there are some studies that say it might be suspicious for cancer. So thymosin alpha-1 is really very assuring, stimulates your immune system. It, in studies, it doubles or triples the survival time. It doesn't cure cancer. but uh, So it really is something very healthy, and they feel much better with it. And I give melatonin, some thyroid hormones, and I do give a lot of nutrients, uh, personally, like high amounts of vitamin A, selenium, uh, coenzyme Q10, uh, when they, they have cancer. So uh, basically, they seem to do better with it. Dr. Hertog, those of us striving for immortality, or at least the longest life, quality life uh, possible, um, are there some things on the horizon that you believe will make a difference? And uh, does it seem that they may help maintain the length of the telomeres, if you believe that to be important, and sustain mitochondrial function for, for good energy production well, and longevity? Well, many of the hormones can relengthen the, uh, the uh, short telomeres. So we age uh, when we are um, the ending of the chromosomes uh, are, are getting shorter and the telomeres that's the the, the, uh, the, the parts that get short the smaller they get the quicker we are going to age and the more we're going to age so any treatment that can reverse this is good and several hormones do that there's a study uh, that showed that with the synthetic derivative of testosterone you relengthened the uh, telomere uh, telomeres um, uh, there's also epitalon that is already since uh, a Russian uh, found detected molecule in our body that really is quite uh, sharp to 
relengthen the telomeres, this TA65. So I think that's certainly a good direction to go into, uh, that we have to, uh, but we already have tools that we're working with, and we, and we didn't know it did increase the, uh, the telomeres again by activating the telomerase enzyme that does it. So a person's happiness, their uh, zest for life, the importance of the emotional status. I know you have a background in psychiatry and um, it's important, isn't it, in, in the, the goal for longevity and quality of life? Yeah, uh, we're not searching so much to prolong life, although it's a additional benefit. We're, certainly, uh, we're searching to improve the quality of life. What people want is to feel good and feel good. But if you feel good, you also want to feel good longer so why not uh, say that we want to live longer I think so but certainly not in agony it's it's it should be with happiness I know th the problem is the following is that the healthier you get with these hormones the more you're able to do the more stresses you're going to face because the world is a bit like so uh, that uh, when you have your head above uh, the massa uh, of, of, uh, of others you get a target so you, you do need to know that we do improve the quality of life life we do improve the performance but you will be face also other stresses of uh, another level but you'll be able to do it and so that's that's basically a good thing amazing dr. Hurtog so you have textbooks you've written you have a, a medical school that you train doctors in yeah. how can they get a hold of you and uh, let's let's address that well we we have uh, and all the books I have and also the training formations are on my website www.hurtogmedicalschool.com dot EU, EU from Europe, and uh, so hurtalkmedicalschool.eu, and uh, they can get all the training in the books, and there will be extremely, I think, exciting books coming out in the next four or five months, uh, textbooks, but they are open to everybody, they're very easy to read, but extremely interesting on how to reverse physical aging. Uh, so I think it really will be very interesting, very, uh, things we think are reversible are in fact reversible already now. Amazing. Dr. Nick Delgado, check out nickdelgado.com. Watch for the articles coming out on the A-Frame. And if you like this interview, please share it with your friends and give us a like. Excellent. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. <laughs>